Hello and welcome to the Pop and Things podcast, a pop culture podcast hosted and produced by Colorado State University students. We are your hosts, Chapman Croskill, Alec Erickson, and Nicole Conklin. So we are back from winter break. Uh, we've been gone a month. Uh, how's your break, folks? Oh, you know, it was pretty chill, relaxed, kind of winter breaky things. You had all the holidays, you know. It was awesome. I actually got to spend some time in New York City, which nice. was cool. You so. went to go see a couple plays, didn't you? I did. Nice. I did. I saw The Great Comet, which featured Josh Groban nice. and Cats, which nice. is Nice. Cats is always fun to see. Yeah. I uh, I played a lot of video games. I uh, started playing through Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is fun. My graphics card doesn't love it, but it's fun anyway. <laughs> um, and Alec and I also went to see Rogue One uh, the first week. So you saw it as well, Nicole? I saw it much later, but I did right. see it. What did you think, Nicole? So I thought the cinematography was rather lovely. I thought they did a good job um and that ending scene with the heroes i thought was really conclusive and i liked that but i did have a couple issues with it i thought that the lead woman the protagonist was a little too similar to ray Mm -hmm. um and the way she looked and i was kind of hoping just for something a little more different um but i did love diego luna's character and um i did enjoy it it was just definitely not expected yeah so in addition to seeing it with chapman i saw it three other times over winter break. <laughs> um, it's not that I saw it because I particularly loved it a lot. I saw it because I went with other people to that just wanted to go see it with someone. Right. And so that allowed me to pick up a little bit more hints that I might necessarily didn't see my first time seeing it through. Yeah. Like um, the very first time that you go to the Yevon 4 base, if you look on the very left-hand side of the screen, you see the ship ghost from the star Wars rebels series. Right, right. And then their little droid is around in another scene. So like it was some, the little tiny bits I picked up, but like my big, big gripe I would have to say with it is that pacing wise. Yes. It was not my favorite. Movie. Pacing wise. It had a lot of issues and mm-hmm. just character development wise. It had a lot of issues just cause it was, there was so many characters they threw in so fast, which worked in the sense that, you know, like these are meant to be kind of anonymous characters who do just die, mm-hmm. but also like you wanted to be invested in them and, and I couldn't be. And like there was one scene where, um, you know, uh, Jin goes from being like really, really upset with Cassian and, and then suddenly she's like trying to inspire the war effort and it just, it felt weird. Right. And when they died, I wasn't that sad. Yeah. Uh, and I would have liked to have been more attached it, to them. For anyone who's played uh, Halo Reach, I felt like it had a very Reach feel to it because, you know, mm-hmm. you play through that game and you slowly lose members of your team until it's just you and you know you're trying to get this important information out it felt very much like that i really really enjoyed it it's probably my favorite star wars movie that's not one of the original trilogy mm-hmm. um i still put the original trilogy above it but i put it above the prequels and i put it above the force awakens um i really really did enjoy it and i i felt like it's the one movie that has tied all three part like all three trilogies mm-hmm. of star wars together the most because anakin as darth vader felt like anakin for once and there were so many references to rebels and so many references to the original trilogy and it, it felt like the most tied together star wars in my opinion well and i loved the idea of getting the plans for the death star like that was yeah. just an interesting well, and i like that they finally retconned why the death star was so destroyable mm-hmm. yeah that, that was good they so. explained it and one of the big things for me is that Here's my big hope for this that I'll appreciate it more in the future maybe because they have two more standalones planned. The next Mm -hmm. one is the Han Solo one. Mm -hmm. I do not want the standalones to be these stories that have to tie everything together, that have to go back. I think it works for this. I hope I I really don't want the... I'm already not happy about the Han Solo story. I don't want it to be tied into everything. Yeah, I I don't want it to explain why him and Lando are best friends and how he met, like... I think it's going to go... I think think Lando is what it's going to... 
Chewbacca and Lando, I think, yeah. is one that's going to go into the most. Mm-hmm. But I hope beyond that, like, I hope I hope that is what the story is. Yeah, I hope, I hope they don't emphasize Han Solo that. too much because, yeah. well, it's just not Harrison Ford. And to it's, me, that's like I, weird. Yeah. But that's a, that's a thought as we get closer to it. Um, mm-hmm. So we also got a lot of new announcements, a lot of new trailers. Uh, the Nintendo Switch was finally announced. The release date comes out on March 3rd alongside um, the new Zelda Breath of the Wild. I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but I'm considering it. Um, there's not a lot of launch with it, but I haven't had a Nintendo console uh, other than my 3DS since the Wii. And so I, I really want it and I really want to play Breath of the Wild. I'm very excited about it. Um, are you either of you pre-ordering it? I'm probably not going to pre-order it just because Nintendo is frustrating me a little bit with how they're approaching this system. Mm. Okay. Where it's they have essentially no launch titles basically besides legend of zelda and like arms which is this really weird motion graphic and one two switch which is just more like party game party games yeah yeah. and so like that alone is kind of frustrating on a new console because basically like Zelda does not sell well. Zelda's never no. like a top seller I mean, kind of thing for consoles. Some, especially, it's, it's done well. I mean, it, when the Wii first launched, all it had really there were not many games when it first launched, and Twilight Princess was very much in the situation where it launched on the GameCube, but also launched the same day as the mm-hmm. Wii, and it, it did really well. Um, I wouldn't say it did amazing, and the Wii was a very unique console, but I think. I think the Switch is going to do a lot more similarly to the Wii than it would to, like, say, the Wii U. Yeah. It's a very similar console in that it's very accessible, um, and I, I hope it does well for Nintendo. Like, I'm a full-fledged Zelda fan. Like, I've always yeah. grown up playing Zelda. It was some of my first video games I ever played. And so, for me, like, that, like, is enough for me to at least get the console. But, like, to not have a Mario game Right, and I think Mario Odyssey, which on its own looks very interesting, and I'm excited, but I'm also, I'm curious, it doesn't come out until, like, April or June? Which, it comes out, no, actually in November, like, closer to fall, because April is the re-release of Mario Kart Right, that's what it was, yeah. So have you seen the trailer for the new Mario game, Nicole? No. You need to watch it. It's it's very interesting. There's Mario in a big city uh-huh. and Mario in like it's it's so it's it's, it's very much Mario Worlds, yeah. but like he's going to like maybe other dimensions. It you looks see Mario like in York like city, New York. But like they there's call real it, people. They call it New Donk City. And he, that is <laughs> And he's like doing like backflips over like cars and stuff. And, and there's and like, there's like I, it's really horror? weird because there's like this businessman that's walking down the street next to Mario and he's <laughs> like four feet taller than very, Mario. Is it's, this like gameplay or is this one of those like really funny it's trailers? Like it's a gameplay. Game it's trailer. a gameplay trailer. Okay. Yeah. Super Mario Odyssey. I wasn't going to invest too much into it because I just don't have the console for yeah. it mm-hmm. and I want to but because I love yeah. Mario. But. I, uh, I don't know. I'm excited about the Switch. I'm excited about Zelda. It looks it looks to be the best Zelda game. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited. We can also talk that as we get closer. We also, mm-hmm. the same day the Switch comes out, uh, the new Logan film comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, the trailer launched, I think, yesterday. Um, and we now have confirmation that the little girl is X-23. For those who don't know, in the original comic series, she is a clone daughter of Wolverine. Uh, she has two blades in her hands and a blade in each of her feet. Um, I'm. It looks really, really good. The trailer didn't show too much of the foot blades. True, though, we, yeah. we haven't seen the foot blades yet. Yeah. We don't know if they're in this version. If it'll be canon in this. The most interesting thing for me about the Logan trailer is that the X-Men comics, like the original ones from like the 80s, are going to be canon right. in this cinematic universe. And so we know it takes place in about 2029, so it's about 20, 30 years after mm-hmm. the events of the X-Men series, which are now not even canon in that timeline. 
Um, and so, yeah, it, it's looking back at the X-Men being kind of like over glorified. And he says, these things happened, but this is not how they happened. Like they weren't like as fun as and, like, yeah. the comics. And yeah. so it's very much implied that this is meant to be a very more like the most realistic film. And it's also most likely going, it, we know it's going to be uh, Hugh Jackman's last mm-hmm. film mm-hmm. and it will most likely be, um, uh, Dr. Xavier, um, Patrick Stewart, Patrick Stewart's last film. Because did you, Nicole, did you see the the uncut, like the unrated version of the trailer? I think so. The, the very at the very end when he goes, she's eleven and I'm blanking ninety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Patrick Stewart has been a fantastic I'm, Professor Xavier. I'm very excited yeah. about a cursing Professor Xavier. And so, like, this is very exciting news, especially like. I feel like it's going to be his last one. I, yeah. They might drag him back into one or more two if they decide to keep I mean, continuing he's, X-Men he's movies. He's getting up there. He, I mean, I'm sure they aged him for this, but yeah. he's, he's gotten up there. Yeah. Are they using Logan as a transition film then? Yes. Mm-hmm. This okay. is going to be, I think after this, they're going to really just continue focusing on... Mm-hmm. Except I don't know what they're going to do. I guess I'll just keep telling stories that take place after Apocalypse, you know, featuring Fassbender. And, yeah. Um, I can't remember the other actor who yeah. plays Dr. X. Um... um yeah, I'm trying to remember. Love him. Th- you can look him up. Yeah, I'll look him up. But, but it's yeah. the new guy who played a Professor Xavier. The one thing that I didn't like about Apocalypse was the weird transition to the ball. To him being bald. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Apocalypse. I didn't think it was amazing, and I, I like some of the characters and the way they do them. Other ones, I just, I don't know what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm so, I am excited for Logan because it looks sad though. It does. It's Apparently, a very I'm dark looking film. forward to it. So they showed the James f- McAvery. Yeah. Yes. Uh, McAvoy. McA- McAvoy. McAvoy. Spelled Avery, like yeah. Um, so they also showed the first, what, 40 minutes at Comic-Con, and people really, they said it's sad but epic. So okay. I'm very excited. Um, we also got new Gorillaz music yesterday. Yeah, so uh, Gorillaz, which for a lot of people who might not know, is a British-based animated band who I guarantee most people have heard something from oh, them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone's heard at least like Clint Eastwood or Feel Good Incorporated. Yeah, and so... Uh, it's a whole entire like animated project. Um, and it has this whole massive lore. I read like the entire story of the gorillas once, and it's it's so complicated. Yeah, like the like, main thing about, about that is like and... their last album, The Fall, came back in 2011. So now it's been six years. And so last year it was hinted at that the gorillas would have the album come out in 2016, but instead we got this whole entire like book series about each character mm-hmm. of the band. Right. Which was pretty exciting. Uh, st- wasn't Plastic Plastic Beach was Plastic, before that. Yeah, right? Plastic Beach was 2010. Okay. That was probably my favorite That's album. one of my favorite, yeah. especially of the newer stuff. But. Plastic Beach was fantastic, but uh, yeah, so the book series started with The Book of Noodle, and I want to say it ended with uh, 2D, but I could be wrong on that. Um, is the is the rapper guy, is he still like ma- like grown to massive proportions? Yeah. Remember that happening like around Plastic Beach? And so yesterday <laughs> is when they like officially kind of like uh, release a new music video and it's called uh, Hallelujah Money. And it has another UK based singer songwriter, Benjamin Clementine, who he's heavily featured on it. Hmm. It's kind of this weird. He doesn't sing too much as he's more doing kind of the spoken poetry mm. style esque thing. We don't see too much of the band in it either. We, it's a very in-depth kind of like, there's political meaning, a lot of whole, uh, just little references hidden in this trail, like music video that you kind of have to pick through multiple viewings to kind of 
get every little thing but i'm very excited for yeah, new gorillas. i'm excited for new gorillas it's fantastic music, definitely um we also got a trailer for the new power rangers film Ugh. um <laughs> i i don't know i watched it i it looks it looks good it looks like i can understand how like it looks like they're trying to tell a new story and be creative but also like really really pander to like the main power ranger series of the late, late 80s 90s um, especially with like, you know, there's like go, go power Rangers in the background. You could hear, I think it's really interesting that they even changed it so that the black guy is no longer the black Ranger. Yep. And, and I don't, th- I think they made that lame joke in the trailer. Hey, with, I'm black. No, you're not. No, you're not. And then I also <laughs> don't think that the Asian girl is the yellow Ranger. So no. I'm glad that they are improving on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the costuming looks really cool. You were right yesterday when you were saying that, um, Oh, what's the name of the giant face? Zordon. Zordon is played by Brian Cranston. And it, it looks like his face pushed through one of those. Um, if you ever had a toy oh, as a child where you had push like, your hand through your hand, the, the little pin thing. Yeah, yeah. it looks yeah. like his face pressed through one of those. Like they made a the giant wall. wall. <laughs> yeah, they like use that as their prop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so it looks interesting. I mean, I'm excited. Mm. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. I want to say that's her name. Yes. Yeah, she looks great as Rita. Yes, I think that. And I'm really glad Rita is really well developed for the villain. Um. My biggest problem with the trailer, I would say, is they definitely showed way too much of the movie. They showed a lot of the movie. So much I of the movie. I thought it was ridiculous. It actually played when I went and saw Rogue One, which mm-hmm. just tells you how late I saw Rogue One. Wow. But um, <laughs> um, No, but I was like, what on earth am I watching? I had no idea what it was. And then it was like Power Ranger. And I was like, that was... That was ridiculous. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. find, I don't feel like that. Kid, kids might be like, "Whoa, cool action!" But I think it was just like they're focusing too much on like the actiony part. And I'm not surprised. I, I mean, know. if you watch the original Power Rangers, like the fight scenes, well, cheesier, like the yeah. biggest part of it. And I love how cheesy like the fight scenes. <laughs> like that was the whole point of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yeah. was how over the top cheesy it was. Also, yeah. what's what's really interesting is apparently like that style of like show is actually a huge thing in Japan, mm-hmm. and there's there's other yeah. series that are based around that. Uh, Voltron is one that is similar and like came out of that, like yeah. the original Voltron series, which now they have a very, very popular new cartoon. Um, and so like there's plenty of other series, especially in Japan, that have like, you know, Rangers, like Power Rangers. This is just like meant to be an American reboot of like the popular American version of the series from the 90s. Mm. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting. I was really into it in the sense that I watched it. I didn't grasp much of it when I was a kid, <laughs> but I still watched it. And I had like these two like toys I got for Christmas you could like fly your Power Ranger around on except another <laughs> Power Ranger I just had like the toy it was amazing yeah but uh, it also looks like with this Power Rangers movie there's gonna be a heavy focus on romance too uh, it yeah. showed yeah. a few scenes of like a couple of the different Rangers kind of making yeah. out and everything that's I was why like, I was upset because I was like what are you doing with this children's yeah thing? I also I really really hope there's at least one LGBT ranger because that was heavily implied in some of the earlier series and mm. like they never were able to touch on it and like if they don't now I'm just gonna be really upset yeah. there's no green ranger yet which if you know anything about yeah. the Power Rangers lore that's pretty big yeah that there isn't one yet so maybe if this movie does well and it gets a sequel, I can imagine a Green Ranger making I mean, it. Appearance. I don't even know how well it has to do to get like a sequel. I mean, let's face it, there were what three TMNT movies, yeah. two or three, and that was terrible. So. Like this movie to me looks like a Nickelodeon, like made for TV. It looks like movie. Nickelodeon. <laughs> it looks like Nickelodeon meets. Um, uh, Michael Bay. Yes. In my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Nicole, did you watch Series of Unfortunate Events yet? I've seen the first episode because I'm not going to lie, I was protesting. Okay. Um, I read the books. Um, I didn't read the last three, so I guess I didn't read the whole series. Okay. Um, and then I hated the movie. I love Jim Carrey. Meryl mm-hmm. Streep couldn't even save it, but 
but it just really upset me. And so I was like, kind of like, no, I don't want to watch this. Um, And then I finally watched the first episode and I think it's cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. And I mean, Neil Patrick basically makes it his show. Yeah. um, Which, which I'd say is is a lot stronger in the first two episodes. It it gets, it picks up for me. It picked up a little bit more once you get out to episode three, once you get outside Mm. of the first book and you start to meet more of the characters of the world. Because, for me, the series of unfortunate event has always suffered from the problem that the children aren't the most interesting things right. in the world. Like they aren't the most like interesting part of the story, yeah. especially yeah. in this TV series. Then that's okay. So you finished the series. I mm-hmm. am halfway through the wide window, so I still have three more episodes to watch. Um, I I'm enjoying it. I really don't like the actors. Um, who are playing the Baudelaire children. Really? I, at least as far as I am, like, they're interesting and they, they play the part well, but they are definitely, like, the most boring characters, mm. in my opinion. They inflict no emotion, they're, yeah, basically, they're, I don't, whatsoever. I don't, I don't think they're bad actors. I just, I don't think that compared to, like, the zaniness of everything going on, I don't yeah. think that they carry everything all that well. Um, I yeah. do enjoy Neil Patrick Harris as Count Olaf. He definitely brings, I think, a creepier vibe than Jim Carrey ever did. And I really enjoy him when he's playing Count Olaf in a disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, him as Stefano was absolutely incredible um and i really love uh what's his name who plays uh lemony snicket uh oh he was Kronk. patrick warburton yes. patrick warburton yes. I'm, I'm really enjoying him as patrick warburton even though that's not the voice i heard in my head whenever i read honestly the one that it was in the movie was way closer in my opinion mm-hmm. like it was i felt a mu- it was a much more soft voice but I, I love him as an actor and it's he does a very good job and i like that they're much more heavily focusing on the uh, VFD aspect of it, which if you've read the books, you know that as you get later on, you learn more about the volunteer firefighting um, department, which is the group that everything is actually centered around. But it's it's very, very minimal in the first maybe four or five novels. And it, it really takes a while to actually pick up hints on it. They're doing it so much better in this and it's it's helping. They're approaching yeah. it very well. Um, one of the saving graces for this show, I would have to say, is they have an all-star kind of guest star list yes. is yeah. like um you have will arnett and mm-hmm. colby smolders there and there uh i didn't learn this till after i watched the series but tara strong voices sunny when right. the children which, which is is weird very i weird, know but of just, course she does yeah i mean it's just a uh, baby noises the entire time but uh yeah there's just so many like little people like azif mondar Mm-hmm. Monvi, like he plays uh, Uncle Monty, mm-hmm. who was you fantastic. said was fantastic, and I totally agree. So, like, it's all these people that like are really helping develop the show yes. not necessarily the children well, and I, I think the approach they took because you know in the movie it was like so depressing that it kind of wasn't funny anymore and it was kind of just yeah. like alright what's next where this one is like so cheesy and uh, like sad that it's it's funny and it's, it, it, it's funny but in a very very like almost like self-deprecating on the yeah. way which like, is very okay. much my, my sense of humor it just I'm really enjoying it and I would say that it it carries the feel of the books perfectly. Yes. yes. Because yeah. it's ridiculous but dark. Yes. Very dark. And the fact that, um, let me think it, whose name I can't remember, he actually is working on this, which he was actually kicked off the movie um, because of issues. And so I'm glad he's working on this. Um, he he definitely added a lot to it and I'm really enjoying it. I am. I want to finish it. Um, I appreciate that there's so many jokes throughout the series at 
streaming TV yes. at Netflix. And yes. so it's like there's a lot of jokes about like, oh, you're watching something <laughs> yeah. on TV. Yes. Like, hey. And I, I also really appreciate that they kept something in from the books, which is one of my favorite things, is giving definitions of words. Both mm-hmm. Lemony Snicket saying a word here, which means blank. And also people explain to the kids what words mean and them going, we know what that means. It I... It's really, really, it's funny, but also it is kind of getting annoying at this point because I don't, I like the way that he says a word here that means I don't like how they keep telling the kids words, but it very much carries the idea of the books, which is adults think that they know everything that the kids don't. So the, for that, I would say it definitely gets a little bit better towards the end. Okay. Not for the Lemony Snicket character. That is, that carries for the whole entire series. But for the kids, it gets way better. Because he's meant to be an author. He's meant to be like explaining. And that's, and that's Mm -hmm. in the books very heavily. And I finished the book series and I, I really actually want to see this through to the end because I think that they could do a very good job with some of the later books because Mm -hmm. they are so interesting. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. So I need to finish binging it probably this weekend. Um, the Assassin's Creed movie came out over break and flopped. Yep. Um, okay. It's not much to talk about there. Apparently, Michael Fassbender was the only interesting part of it, but apparently the comedy was just not on and it was it, it just didn't do well. It suffered from what the games also get the biggest criticism from is no one cares about the modern day stuff. They yeah. only like the past. Which was like 60 per 80% of the movie was like the modern day mm-hmm. apparently and that, it just didn't work. Because there was no way you could make a Assassin's Creed movie and just not explain the modern day like aspect of it for like a general audience because like yeah as a fan i could go in and totally just understand it and i'd be okay with like whatever amount they explain to me about the whole modern day abstergo industries the animus all that but as like someone who's never played the games i could see why they need to spend a lot of time explaining it yeah so it's a shame because i wanted this to succeed because then it could have led into more successful kind of like video game movies getting made but it's a shame that like michael fassbender fassbender could not carry this movie by himself yeah no so yeah that's also that just didn't do well one movie that did come out of a break that has done well which i don't think any of us have seen is la la land Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um featuring ryan gosling and emma stone two of my favorite actors and i love them as a couple in crazy stupid love um, and it did really, really well at the Golden Globes. It um, won seven, which was all its nominations. It won all seven. Yeah, that's a history like record. It broke, like, yeah. yeah. That's insane. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. I've heard that it, it's it's a very fun movie to see, especially if you're you know a theater musical nerd. Um, I've also heard a lot of complaints about it. People saying that it's it's kind of whitewashed and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of boring from like a, a diversity perspective. I never heard the complaints about that part. The only complaints I've heard about it is Emma Stone's. Uh, singing in it. Apparently, not a lot of people are a fan of how I mean, she. I love her. Sings. I don't know if I can see her well as a singer. I've never heard her sing before. So she was she Sally sang. in Cabaret on Broadway. Yeah, right. Um, yes. So you're she right. does sing, and yes. I haven't heard her. So I, I, I've also heard a lot of disappointment. But she sang in that Easy A movie. Yeah, and she so had I was a like, yeah. numbers in that movie. Yeah, I was yeah. like, she'd be okay. Like yeah. I could see this, but I, like I said, I'm kind of surprised of the backlash she got. Yes. I guess the big, so the complaint I've heard is that it's a story about this guy, a white guy who wants to quote unquote save jazz, and it really doesn't get mm. into the actual. And it's apparently it just it comes across very much like a very whitewashed jazzy musical, which is pretty. Apparently, it's a very pretty movie, but of course, Tumblr has lots of complaints. Yeah. And so yeah. and I want to I want to respect that. I do. I want to understand mean, where they're coming yeah. from. It's done so well enough that they're re-releasing this movie in IMAX across the country. Right. So like. Which we that's I'd love huge. To yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I don't know. I think I didn't know the jazz emphasis. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know 
much about the plot. I just knew about like the actors and stuff. Um, and jazz is a very culturally diverse right. genre of music. So I'm not surprised that people got upset of the whitewashing. But um, I don't know. I also heard the dancing numbers were beautiful. And like there was a reason it did so yes. well. I've heard it's a gorgeous movie. I've just, I've heard people call it, and you hear this a lot on Tumblr, problematic. Yeah. And so I, I can understand that, but I, I still very much want to see it. And I will, I will pay the money to see it. Like, right. I will and still I, support it. And those actors did probably did a wonderful job mm-hmm. and it was directed mm-hmm. really well and it was fun. It's definitely not like those classic movie musicals that we used to have, but mm-hmm. I, I wish that they wouldn't get into so much trouble just because, you know, Yeah. but it's a complex. See, the thing for me is like I could see why it did so well with the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Once Oscar nominations come around, I don't think it's going to be probably nearly as successful in the Oscar <laughs> round. Yeah. Just because the Academy there is just way more stiffy and stingy. Yeah, when it comes to so. musicals, they treat oh, it yeah. a very lot so. less than they how they really should be. Well, I've yeah. heard it got dumped on in a musical sense. Like they're like the music was written poorly. It was just cheesy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't interesting. You know, yeah. I've heard, yeah. So I've heard either like the best thing or the worst thing. About yeah, this movie. for sure. But so that's really interesting. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is actually really news. Like the last couple days, um, I didn't write it down, but it's, it's um, that movie that I was very, very excited about. The A Dog's Purpose um, oh, has oh, gotten yeah. a lot of flack because a video was released of them basically forcing a German shepherd that was obviously oh, yeah. terrified into like rushing water. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, you know, PETA is going against it. And uh, I think Universal said that they are not backing it anymore. Uh, I actually saw a trailer for it last night or this morning when I was at the gym. So so I have a few problems with this like video and this yeah, one-time yeah, yeah. news story. Go for it. Go for it. Um, so basically, A Dog's Purpose comes out in two weeks right. from when we were recording this podcast. And so that means this movie is 99% finished. All that's yeah. left is distribution to the feeders. Right. So that means that whoever filmed this video, if I don't know if you watched this video... They've been sitting on it for at least over a year since this movie mm-hmm. was in pre-production. Mm-hmm. So that's my first red flag. My second red flag is I watched this video. Mm-hmm. There's a huge gap in time. Yes. There's a giant leap from when this dog is with the trainer to then all of a sudden in the water. Like yes. there's a massive amount missing. And so that is like, why did you wait so long to release this? Why is there this missing gap? I can't like... 100% agree with what you're trying to say mm-hmm. if I'm missing a lot of the evidence. Well, and like playing devil's advocate here, animals, um, no matter how well taught, if you ask your sweet, beloved dog who's very well trained to jump in the water, rushing water, I guarantee they're not going to want to. Right. And this mm-hmm. wasn't a police dog. This wasn't a rescue mission dog. This was an acting star dog. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't blame the dog for not wanting to do that, but they didn't look like they were beating the dog. Yeah, they weren't hurting it, the dog. Yeah, and... he just was afraid and he did end up doing it and he was okay. So, I mean, I do understand why that's so alarming. I'm a dog person. I'm very much a dog trainer, but I also mm. just don't think that it's a huge deal yeah. and maybe that's gonna give me see some i'm trash, there but... i don't i don't think it's not that i don't think it should be ignored i just mm-hmm. there's this it came it, the first time i saw it on t- was on tumblr which always makes me you know question things i always want to research it as a journalist and also just as like right. uh, a content consumer and so i i wanted more information and there just isn't any there's just people freaking out and peter freaking out which always happens mm-hmm. but i don't know the movie looked so cute and it, it this pe- it got great reviews and the people too. who are following it like i i've never heard this is the first i've heard of any issues and like you said there's a lot that is missing in mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. here because there's just so much like 
there's a lot of love for this movie, but also like why wait to the last minute to like release any kind of negative thing about it? Right. And it's like you can't really. Right, the is director this a had to come out. Thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't. There's definitely more here than that we don't know. Yeah, the director had to make a statement the other day in regards, and he said like he had nothing but the greatest like support for all of his animal handlers. Right. Like he said that all the animals were treated exceptionally well. So it's one of these things where like we have so many conflicting elements to a right. story that we don't necessarily have the full story well, and again either. they had trainers in the water mm-hmm. they were just helping the dog into the water the water was like you could hear even you even hear the person behind the camera saying the water's warm he'll be fine once he gets in he's just freaking out a little because it sounds they scary. just need to put him in the water right mm-hmm. like, it's, and it's it is rushing water but i'm sh- like i'm sure that it wasn't they were just throwing a dog into freezing water and yeah. it looked like a young dog who's yeah. probably never been on a set so yeah, i just wish people remembered that yeah it's i don't know people will call a lot of things animal cruelty when it's it's in reality just mm-hmm. you know training an animal and working with an animal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. We are at time. Uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can tweet us at CSU Collegian. Um, tune in next week where we continue to talk about more pop culture. <laughs>